During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Welcome to the Walt Daily. This is episode 58. And for those that don't know us by now, we're a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic and one of us is Disney challenged. But somehow we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yeah. All right. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. I'm super duper excited about this episode and I hope everyone is just by reading the title. Yes, that's true. But first, how are you doing? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Doing good. How about you? Okay, I'm doing great. (laughs) <laughs> I'm drinking wine. Oh, okay. Is that why you're all flustered? No, that's why I'm all excited. <laughs> okay. It's just part of the reason. Well, then let's get into headlines. Okay. First headline. The Wilderness Lodge is rumored to be getting, no, I think it's confirmed to be getting now, a character dining experience. That's pretty cool. Which it hasn't had a character dining experience up until now. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. At this particular resort. But here's the crazy part. And I... I'm still kind of on the fence about this, and maybe some of the listeners might be on the fence about about it for the same reason. It's going to be at Artist Point, which is the fine dining option, like the more adult-oriented option for dining mm-hmm. at the Wilderness Lodge. And it's going to be turned into a Snow White character experience. So Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Oh, so you won't be able to see Mickey? That sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Mickey and Minnie, like the regular guys? Well, there's <laughs> other options to see Mickey and Minnie, yeah, so but... and the rest of the gang. Okay, cool. But the reason why I'm kind of like on the fence is because it's like removing a fine dining experience that's without characters, and sometimes maybe you want a nice dinner with no characters. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Disney it's responds Disney, to though. demand. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, Disney responds to demand, so it must have been something that was in demand. I feel like it should be expected that if you eat somewhere in Disney, it's going to be like Disney, like Disney'd out. Like if you want to have a regular dining experience, go outside of Disney. But that's so far. I know. I'm just saying. But Disney doesn't like want you that. went to Disney. The whole point of that Disney even building resorts is just so that they can keep all the people inside their, uh, their property. Yeah. So that's not their goal. I'm just saying. Well, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> We're right. I love you. I know. Okay. Next headline. And this one I'm really, really excited about. There's going to be a new painting class. You heard me right. A painting class at Animal Kingdom Lodge called Wild About Painting. Yeah. Well, that that sounds like it should have been happened already. Like, I'm not surprised by this because I feel like they're actually late. Yeah. Like, so, you know the the classes like painting with a twist mm-hmm. where you go in and then the, you you get a they teach you how to paint a picture mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. So, it's going to be that kind of a concept. And the cost is going to be $50 a person and they provide you with all the supplies that you're going to need and you do have to make reservations at 407 Play Disney. Okay. You have to call that number for the for the reservation. Here's the interesting part too. So you have to be 12 and older to participate, but if you're 21 older, 21 and older, you get a complimentary adult beverage. 
Nice. Which is crazy because How much is it? It's fifty dollars oh, okay. a person. Which so is solid fifty dollar wine there. I know. <laughs> but what I was gonna say, it's crazy because the like the concept of those types of painting experiences is that it's like painting and wine. And so you're absolutely right. Like Disney is late, mm -hmm. but it's still pretty be awesome. I feel like what they should, I mean, I do, I'm actually curious to hear as to like, is it going to be tailored to like something that's Disney like painting? That's number one. Number two, I'm wondering maybe I feel like they should do like some sort of like, instead of like painting with a twist, it's like, uh, you know, build a ride, you know? Like a computer graphics, like VR or something or other? Yeah, I mean, not that in depth, but like more so like, I mean, you can do like a, I'm sure they have drawing boards for like rides and stuff. So like, it could be like, you know, like this is what we go through when we do a ride, like when we design a ride and like just overview of basics and stuff. So it's like a class on ride Imagineering? Yeah, but it's like, but also teach, but same thing with paintings. Instead of like going to art class, you go to painting with a twist and instead of going to um, Imagineering class, you go to this one. Do you still get an adult beverage? Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, maybe coffee so you can like be more productive. Oh, true. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's what I would want to go to. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to care for this, right? But if they did like the, ooh, look, look how we do a drawing board for a mm -hmm. ride class, I'd be like, yes, yeah, sign me up. Well, next time me and my sister go to Disney, I'm definitely going to sign us up for this class. Okay. My sister loves wine. Okay. She's a wino. Well, you don't have to go to the painting class to get wine. But it's you probably just, get more wine for your dollars if you just the, go and buy wine. You know, you know that's not the point. You <laughs> know that's saying. not the point. <laughs> okay. But anyways, so it's going to be offered on Sundays at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it's going to start this month in September. Nice. Yay. Okay. Now, the biggest headline. And the... Mm, Spit it out. The topic of this episode. Okay. Epcot Food and Wines Festival. Okay. It has begun. And it's now running through November 12th. Nice. Okay. So we're going to be talking a lot about Epcot Food and Wine Festival today. We're going mm. to be doing some, some tips and tricks and things like that. And I'm really, really excited to get your take on these things to see if you agree with these tips and tricks because you've been. Okay. So let's get started. Football's back. It's a headline for me. I'm super excited that football's back. Well, and well. I, and I, and I, I got addicted to spinners. Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. I got one. This is this is a personal headline, not related to Disney. Well, maybe they probably have a bunch of Disney spinners. Anyway, they I'll, probably I'll probably get do. one when I go now. Oh my goodness! But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I got one in the trade show, and now I got like a super fancy one, and now I'm like addicted to spinners. It's it's crazy to hear that you have like an idea of what a fancy spinner is like, and I'm just like, what? I yeah. don't, this one doesn't even have the little wings. I'm super late though. Cause it's like a 2016, 2017 fad, but it's like late 2018. And I'm really getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also a grown man. And I'm a grown man. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. Even if you're late, that's what happens when you get old is you're late to everything. Yeah, it's true. I guess. Like this newfangled thing called Facebook. Yeah. I just regret that I didn't get into spinners right when it came out. Cause I missed out on all that time. <laughs> you mean I could have been playing with a spinner this whole time? I know. No way. I don't advise anyone to use it though because they're super addicting. I don't find them addicting at all. And maybe because I just don't have that kind of coordination in my hands. Yeah, because but... you don't know how to use it right. Well, then why do you hand it to me acting like I know what to do with it? it just It's pretty intuitive, but for some reason you're just not, you're not latching on to that concept. It's not that intuitive. 
Because okay. to me, you know, here's the thing. Okay. And then we're going to get back to Disney. All right. When I see a fidget spinner, I literally, the, for the, when I first saw it, I thought it was like an automatic thing that, because you know how pe- you have to hold the middle with your, your mm-hmm. thumb and your you index thought, like, finger. You thought like you press it and it just start spinning? Yes. Which I would have liked a lot better because. Mm, maybe that's like the next gen spinners. Next gen. And it also doubles as a fan. Yeah. I literally, I, I'm wondering why it doesn't even blow off like <laughs> cool air at this point. Ah, uh, that's funny. It's so Doubles hot. as a fan. Yeah. I think so. All right, let's get into this episode. Okay. So let's start off with the basics. So what is Food and Wine Festival? So it's basically a time at Epcot during the fall where there's a ton of options of different culinary experiences, different beverage offerings, more so than what the normal is. Mm -hmm. And so this year, there's over 30 booths, which the little kiosks that aren't normally in Epcot, they start, they appear and they have different countries, they have different concepts. So it's not always like a country related. So it might not be Belgium, let's say, but it might be Taste Track, which is one of the newer, uh, uh newer play on Test Track, right? Exactly. Nice. Exactly. So it's one of the newer food booths that's going to be coming around this year. Yeah. Um, there's food seminars and there's also special merchandise. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you're an annual pass holder, this is something I'm excited about too. You get a food and wine magnet, which is something that they, they do depending on the event. So that's pretty standard. But after your fourth visit to food and wine festival, you get a Mickey mouse cutting board. So you gotta go four times and you get a cutting board. Exactly. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do that. Yeah. You can't just buy it, right? I bet you, I mean, you'll, I'm sure you'll be able to buy it on eBay this eventually. Is, this is like the brick thing. Like I remember at the at the gingerbread house, we waited in line for like easily 25 to 30 minutes for a gingerbread brick. And then literally five feet away, there's a convenience store selling those same bricks. You know, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. But part of it about waiting for the gingerbread shingle, shingle, because it's not a brick, it's in the shape of a okay. roof shingle, is because you're buying it from a life-size gingerbread house. Yeah, I feel like if you're, if you're like a, a small child, I think that makes sense. But I think if we're an adult just needing this, this shingle, like, I don't see why we have to wait at the actual house thingy. Unless they're actually, I don't even think, they're, they're probably not even pulling it from the house. No, well, no, they're not. Of course not. See, they should, I feel like if you wait in line there, they should be pulling it from the house. How dusty are those, though? They it might be matter. dusty. They should be in bags. I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to food and wine. I'm just saying, okay. can we buy this board? To my knowledge, you cannot. But if that may change. Okay. I mean, eventually you'll be able to buy it on eBay and things like that. So yeah, yeah. technically, yes. Okay. But it's not even about that. It's about like saying I was able to go to Epcot Food and Wine four times at least. <laughs> okay. And I got this cutting board and I was able to try a whole bunch of delicious food. Okay. So, are, but mm-hmm. are you going to try to do like every single booth? Is that a thing, right? That's what people oh, do. Oh yeah. People do that. Is that what the passport's for? Yeah. Which okay. we're going to get into. So okay, I'm glad okay. you brought that up. All right. Um, so aside from the annual pass holder gifts, there's also special merchandise that have different graphics saying food and wine 2018. Um, so, and there's also special events and culinary classes. There's celebrities and I say like celebrities in quotes because it's like food celebrities that some people may know some people may not know depending how into like food tv you are Mm -hmm. so and there's also 
a wine and dine half marathon. So it's literally a half marathon that's based around the food and wine festival. Do you drink alcohol as you run? No. Oh, okay. Which there's an interesting history behind the food and wine or the wine and dine half marathon because it actually used to be at night, but they've changed it so that it's in the morning. Is it because there was like issues with people trying to drink and run and, and like pass out? I think I think maybe part trip? of the issue was like, <laughs> you know, you you literally run 13 miles, which is amazing. And you probably feel like you're going to pass out. And then you go drink some booze and it's like, oh, my goodness. And then you actually die. And then you actually die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you That's do funny. not make it out of Epcot yeah. alive. <laughs> Is there his? Oh, man. I want to know now. Okay. You have homework. Thanks. <laughs> At least it's Disney homework. I yeah. like that. Okay. So how did Food and Wine Festival even come about? So there was a time in the 90s when the vice president of Epcot was challenged with the fall attendance at the park dropped significantly from the summer. Okay. Richie's face is lighting up because he's like, interesting. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear how this guy did this. All right, go continue. And so what he noticed was that there was an, a newish event called the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen that was held by the Food and Wine magazine. And he saw that a lot of different culinary, um, uh, a lot of different types of culinary things were at this event. And if you watch Top Chef, like that's like a, a, a known thing. The Food and Wine Classic in Aspen is one of their, their prizes that they get. Okay. So it's a pretty prestigious event now. But he saw how like they would have all these different types of cuisines and he thought that World Showcase would be the perfect place to also showcase all these different types of cuisines for a certain time of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. One of the challenges though that he thought of, and this is the now president of Walt Disney, Walt Disney Resort. Was it Walt Disney World Resort? Well, anyways, George Calagridis. So he was wondering, would people want to pay extra money on top of the admission fee to get in mm -hmm. in order to experience all these different types of, of cuisines and beverages? And then what he noticed was that a local event in Central Florida, it was like a wine type of tasting where dinner was included. People would pay $150 for this event. So he was like, this could work. And then in 1996, they incepted food and wine festival for the first time cool where it was only 30 days long actually mm -hmm. and so now just to give you some perspective it's 75 days long okay so over twice as long as and what it was originally did he, did he charge more did they charge more Char for admission yeah no so his historically admission park admission does go up every year every couple of years usually during the summertime mm -hmm. And here, here's a fun fact that's probably going to blow your mind, though, if, just in case, just because you brought up park admission. At the time, in 1996, a one-day park ticket was $42. Wow. Okay. So, he, okay. So, he did this thing in 1996. Mm -hmm. Was there a crazy increase in traffic, like in people? Over time. So... At first, it wasn't really getting as much traction as it is today, but... And but now it's like this huge thing. People mm -hmm. don't go to Epcot during the summer because they know that they're going to go during the fall for food and wine. Yeah, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And then they started the Eat to the Beat concert. They added that in 2002, which is like a concert series. So depending on the day that you're there, you'll be able to see like another 
cool vintage band or something maybe from our childhood or, you know, whatever. Okay. Like boys to men. Uh, <laughs> okay. Why'd you roll your eyes? I don't know. It's just not like a, I'm not dying to go see boys to men I'm just nowadays. Saying, I said our childhood. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I didn't say that. I'm also going to say Hanson, but I don't think you're dying to see them either. Um, but I am. Um, so, and then the wine and dine half marathon in the 2010s, I think it was 2015 that was the first wine and dine half marathon mm -hmm. happened. And that's just like a combination of the popularity of run Disney events, like the, the marathon half marathon and food and wine festival. Yeah. They had a baby <laughs> and it's not drinking while you're running. Yeah. <laughs> did we do, did we do an episode on the marathon stuff? Yeah. No. Okay. That'd be interesting Negative. to hear about. Okay. We should we should do an episode, but like because we're preparing for one, so we should actually do like a five k or something. I was about to say if you were going to say instead of a five k to do a half marathon, I'd be looking at you like. Uh. I mean, we could do it. <laughs> I can do it. I just I just thought we should start at a five k, and then go up. Like like that seems like what normal people do. Start start small and go big. Yeah. I mean, we I can I can run. I've run nine miles before without like practice. Really? Yeah. When? When I was in high school. Oh my gosh. I mean, this just wasn't. He's normal. far removed from high school, just so everybody I'm just, knows. I'm just saying, I did it. <laughs> I can do it again. It wasn't. It wasn't like I didn't die or anything. Well, that's hard though. I know. I'm just saying, I can do it. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just letting you know that if we wanted to jump into like a half, I can do it. Okay. Well, glad to hear it. It's all a mind game, really. It's all. I will, yeah, I mental. agree. Running can be mental. It's not mental. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's press on. All right. <laughs> so I want to go over today some tips and tricks if you're new to Food and Wine Festival or you want to get the most out of Food and Wine Festival um, for your next visit. Okay. Okay. So my first tip, look at the menus ahead of time. I love that there's so much Disney information online just because it'll beat those Disney blues when you're not there, but also so that you can prepare very well for your upcoming trip. So Disney food blog, allears.net, they all, they have full menus available and they even have pictures available so that you can look through the menus and countries and plan what you want to eat when you're there. Do they do like, like a release event for the menu? Well... They don't, I don't think they do an event necessarily, but it's big news online when the menus are released. Oh, okay. Like you'll know the day that they're released because all of your major Disney news sites are reporting on it. Oh, okay. And do they put stuff like on Instagram? Like it's here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people do That's just cool. fans, news sites all together. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's pretty overwhelming because each booth has the average of about three to four dishes to eat and then three to four drink options. Sometimes they also have dessert options and they even have full dessert booths. So depending on what type of how much you can eat, you want to be able to experience the things that you want to experience most and then not get too full early in the game. Mm -hmm. And so that's what planning and looking at the menu is going to do. So it's going to yeah, keep prepared. Okay. <laughs> okay. My next tip is avoid sit down restaurants. So Epcot has a lot of great restaurants that you have to make reservations for way in advance. And it's a nice dining experience. But when food and wine festival is going on, 
you won't necessarily be able to experience these dishes and cuisines that they have for this limited time again. So like, what if there's an, um, something that you want to try in, I'm trying to think, in the Spain kiosk, let's mm -hmm. say. But what if they don't bring it back? What if that's that one dish is only for this year and yeah. you don't get to try it again? But that's if you're like going to Epcot regularly. Like what about the people that, you know, they're going and they might not be going often? Shouldn't. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next point. Okay. But don't don't kill yourself trying to do it. Okay. Because if you really want to try pizza at Via Napoli, which is delicious, then go for it. But maybe get like a small serving. Okay. <laughs> So, but people should still, like, if, if they're going to food and wine for, like, once and they're not going to go for, like, another couple of years, they should also go inside to the sit-down ones, right? Yeah. If it's something that they really want to try and if the menu option of the sit-down restaurant looks more appealing than something that would be outside in a kiosk, then absolutely. Okay. You're at Disney. You're on vacation for the most for most people. <laughs> and you're there to enjoy yourself. Okay. But if you're going to go multiple times, then try to avoid the sit-down restaurants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next thing. How to stick to a budget when you're at Food & Wine Festival. So depending on the item on the menu, it ranges from like $3 and some change. Some can be up to like $8 and some change. And the same goes for the drinks. Like the, the portion sizes are fairly small, but they do range from like four to $10, again, depending on where you are and what you're getting. The best way to stick to a budget is to actually get a gift card. So mm, smart. Yeah. And so Disney, <laughs> Disney's smart too, because they, they're the ones that have really thought of this ultimately. So they have a special food and wine gift card and you know, you can load it and it actually comes with like a wristband so you can wear it around your wrist. Yeah. So it facilitates two things. So a limited budget so that you can plan it, you know, plan how much you're going to spend mm -hmm. and also easy payment. So you're not reaching in for your credit card or what have you, mm -hmm. but it's right on your wrist. So you can just swipe it and go. It's gonna be a rough day for people when they like, when they did that whole pre-budget thing, and all of a sudden they're only halfway through, and then they like run out of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like, crap. I know, that I feel like would happen to me probably. Yeah. But if you plan ahead by looking at the menus, you can kind of see, okay, if this is what I'm going to hit, this is how much it's going to cost me. So then I'm gonna load I my card with this amount of money. I feel like it's expensive though. It can be pricey. Like, cause I remember going, and I just remember at some point I was just like, I can't even keep track of this. Yeah. Like when I want to try all this food mm -hmm. and I just feel like I just keep seeing like seven, between seven and $15 just being rung up. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's starting to, this can possibly add up. I didn't even check how much we spent, but I, I feel like it's expensive. So I think yeah. keeping an eye on your budget, it's, it's important. Yeah. And I mean, something I did want to bring up also, because some people say like, oh, well, but then it's a gift card. What if I don't spend everything? You know, what if I did really well on my budget and I still have money left over? That gift card can be used it's like a Disney gift card. It can be used anywhere else. Like, in a, like for merchandise and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you don't have to worry it's about to spending know. it all yeah. if you don't need to. Okay. Here's another budget-saving tip, since we're just going to talk about budget for now. For now. Go in a group. <laughs> if you go in a group, you'll be able to not only taste more food, but the budget's going to be spread out across a, a few more people as well. I mean, depending on how like close you are, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, you got to do like the, like when you buy people drinks, it's like, all right, I'll buy, like I'll, I'll buy this round. Exactly. 
And then, and maybe like when I say round, it's like just one plate, not two plates for each, like one plate each person. Yeah. You just buy one plate and you guys split it just so you can taste it. Mm-hmm. And the next person buys the next plate. Exactly. And if you really like something, you just go back and get it. Oh, I, need, I need to get a whole plate. Exactly. Exactly. So, cool. and that'll allow you to try one, you know, all the, all, also all the uh, different types of foods. Like even if, cause if it was just you and I, it would be a lot harder to try one thing from all 30 something kiosks mm-hmm. than if it was like a group of 10, let's say. Do they have like organized like uh, Epcot meetups for like random people? You ever hear about those? Yeah, I think I have actually. I haven't attended one though. Okay. You wanna you wanna go? No. Oh. <laughs> I just, I'm just curious. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> All right. My next tip: get a passport. And so your passport is basically your full guide to food and wine festival, and it has not only the the E to the Beat concert lineup based on the date, so you can kind of plan ahead like, oh, it's it's Hanson. I definitely want to go to that. Mm-hmm. But it also has all the menu options in the passport. So I have it here. I'm going to show Richie so that... Drop a bunch of stuff out. Just dropping some stuff from last year. <laughs> and so it has like all the menus and it even has little check marks, so that little boxes for check marks so you can check it. Here's the crazy hack behind the passport. It's an order. So if you're walking from, let's say you're starting in Mexico and moving around all the way to Canada, which is on the other side, why everything... You, wh- why is are you in- saying starting in Mexico? What if you start the other way? Okay, then you start at the back of the book. What's the other way, though? What do you mean? So Mexico is what, left? Mexico is to the left. Okay, so what's, what happens when you go right? You go to Canada. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so all the kiosks are in order. So like, let's say you started in Mexico... Each time you turn the page, let's say, it's going to be whatever you're going to walk into next Mm. in terms of the kiosk. And then if you start on the other side, you just start from the other side of the passport and it's in the order, in reverse order. Nice. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is pretty cool because then you can kind of see like, oh, what's coming up next? Like, let's say Richie wants to get something from Ireland, but oh, I'm not really into Ireland. So I'm going to kind of look ahead and I can look ahead to see what the next kiosk is. Oh, it's going to be France. I do want the croissant and escargot. And you have to get a new passport for every year, right? It's not the same. Yeah. So every year is going to be a little bit different because they add items, they add kiosks, they take away items. The cool part about the passport is if you, you know, keep it for the whole season, and even if you don't, you have stickers in here so that each item, each place that you go, you can put a sticker right next to the menu because it's like a stamp in your passport. (laughs) <laughs> although <That's> <laughs> here okay here's my pet peeve with this, this the stamps though they use or the stickers though they used to be stamps what do you mean they used to be stamps they used to be ink stamps given by the cast members oh okay but now they're just stickers why they stop it I don't know I, I maybe it was too much work for the cast member to do because it's so you busy you should buy individual um stamps and just drop them off there and just see if they'll use them <laughs> Here you go. You're missing this. Here you go. I, I noticed you didn't have a stamp. Yeah, I noticed. I, I got one for you. I noticed you're missing your stamp. Here. <laughs> but don't lose it. I know. Don't lose it. <laughs> so it's when just... Don't you shift pass it on the next person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking on you tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. Because <laughs> that means I'd be back twice. Yeah. Okay, so that's the cool thing about the passport and why it's not only cool, but functional. It is pretty functional. 
Yeah. When I discovered that, like my whole food and wine life was changed. When did you discover that? A few years ago. <laughs> okay. Like relatively recently in the grand scheme of food and wine. So mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So my next tip, get a tray. Okay. Get a little plastic tray that they sell at the festival that has a little, it's a, it's a handheld tray that has a little thing, a little cup holder. And it also has a, 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 um, a little plate so you can put your, your, your food item on. Mm -hmm. The reason why you want to get this is because it's very difficult <laughs> to walk, hold your, hold your drink and start eating your food at the same time. Yeah. And not only that, the because it is so crowded, table space can be limited. And even when you do the, the the garbage can dining, you know, where you put your your drink and your food on the garbage can and you're just eating it, that's also pretty limited. Mm -hmm. Especially on weekends and evenings, it gets super crowded. So if you have the tray, which this one I have here is from 2015. It was only $5.95. So it couldn't be more than a couple of dollars more now. Um, now they're worth every penny. They're definitely worth it. Now, don't they have a chain one? I could have swore I saw that or no. Like one that attaches to your neck so you don't even have to use like your hands specifically. Mm, I'm not sure. If they don't have that, they should definitely do that. It reminds me of like that tie at Christmas that you can put like your drink in. It's like a tie. It's like an ugly mm -hmm. Christmas tie and you put your drink in the cup holder that has like it's attached They should to offer it. those as well. <laughs> I feel like anything that can make your hands freer, they should offer. Yeah. Because it's a huge part in managing. Plus, you're trying to take pictures. Like, what happens when you want to pull out your phone for something? Mm -hmm, exactly. You know, like, there's so many reasons that, to be hands-free. Yeah, I agree. So. I 100% agree. The problem I usually run into when I go to food and wine is I forget my tray. And I end up having to buy a whole new set. Yeah. Every time. But they're like little collectibles because they are printed for each year. So every year has its own design. So if you, even if you do forget it and you have to buy a new one, it's okay. Cause it's like a cool souvenir on top of that. Yeah. So it's not too, too bad. All right. My next tip and this, I'm going to say to my wonderful fiance, Richie, be adventurous and okay. try new things, foods that you wouldn't normally try and that you might not even like, you should try them. Um Disclaimer, though, because unless you don't like spicy food, don't try spicy food because that crap is actually spicy. I tried that. Like, it's like, oh, but just try it, you know, like, it's worse food and wine. Just try it. And no, my mouth is on freaking fire. It was the worst. So if you don't like spicy food, just don't eat the spicy food stuff. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. So no spicy foods. But if it's vegetarian, if it's gluten-free, don't be afraid because it's, you know, it's named to, to for a specific population, let's say, that has you know, food requirements. Yeah. Or just if you're allergic, it. don't try the peanut stuff. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Then I don't want to be responsible. I, I'm talking about you specific, <laughs> specifically. Okay. Who has no peanut allergies or gluten allergies. No, luckily. Yeah. So just try what you normally wouldn't try. And don't be scared because it, even if you don't like it, then it's a few dollars. And if you have to throw it away, you have to throw it away. But now you at least experience something new, mm -hmm. which is awesome. And that's one of the coolest things about food and wine is like all these foods with uh, that you would have never been able to try. You can try. That's true. So, yeah. All like in one place. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of trying, what's your what's your favorite like place to try in? 
My go-to kiosk is usually Africa in the Outpost. Okay. I love the flavors of cumin and and Berber spice. It's so good, and it's usually spicy. Yeah. Which means that Richie doesn't. I won't have to share with Richie. That's true. Because I don't like spicy food. And I don't like sharing. True. She's a terrible <laughs> sharer. It's weird. It's not that I don't like sharing. I just want to know ahead of time so I can plan my portion size. You know, it's weird because I, you know, I grew up an only child and I'm so good at sharing. You really are. Yet you. Okay, Richie. I was, you have siblings and you do not share at all. Like for whatever reason, it's like a problem with you. Disclaimer: I'm a middle child, so Doesn't that matter. first you of have all, siblings. That's like the worst place in childhood because everything gets stolen from you. You have to inherit everything from your older sibling, but your younger sibling takes everything you love away. Yeah. That's why. Oh my gosh. Is that why for real? Like psychology instantly. Did that did you is that is that how you truly feel though or are you just like making that up? Seriously. It, it could be possible. But you don't know for for sure. I don't know because I I do like just, my siblings. You just understand. I never it. felt deprived as a child. I'm just bad at sharing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but whatever anywho all right back on topic please so now the e to the beat concerts so those are going to run throughout the festival season and depending on the time that you go you're going to see a new band or group so if you want if you're able to plan ahead of time and go when you want to see let's say i don't know why i keep saying hansen i really really want to see hansen they play at 5.30, 6.45, and 8 o'clock. The interesting thing about the E to the Beat concerts, and just concerts um, in general at Epcot that have recurring times during the day, the band will usually not play the same set each time. So if you like Mbop, they're probably not going to play that until 8 because that's you know their most popular song. So they're not going to want to play that for the 5.45 crowd maybe, but they'll maybe wait until the late late night crowd so you have to keep going to every single concert so they can fill up the concert nice so it makes it look busy okay which it definitely would be in terms of seating so for the concerts you really don't need to unless you want a seat there's usually almost always standing room at these concerts so if you have to you know rush over there last minute to hear the music you'll be able to hear the music from the american adventure pavilion which is where the concerts are actually held is this the only time that they have concerts at Epcot? No, they have concerts during Flower and Garden Festival as well. Okay. And do they have concerts during the Festival of the Arts? They have concerts a lot. Okay. Yeah. They do have concerts during Festival of the Arts. They, they do the Disney Broadway series. Perfect. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, and another thing about Hanson, this is my last thing about Hanson, I'm so sorry. Hanson, they also have a beer called Mhops. Okay. So you can funny. watch Hanson <laughs> while you're drinking Mhops. That's funny. <laughs> you're super excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. It's actually the weekend of my birthday that they're Are we playing. Going? No, because I work. Oh. <laughs> <That> so. <sucks. laughs> so we will not be seeing them. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Anyways, so I want to wrap up our food and wine tips, trips tips, tricks, and hacks um, with a, a couple of general things. So stay hydrated because okay. it's not only hot, but if you are going to be drinking alcohol and eating a lot of um, foods mm -hmm. that, that can, depending on the salt level, the sugar level, they can also dehydrate you. Um, make sure you keep in mind that with every drink you have, you have to have a drink of water type of thing. Cool. 
Yeah. That's your safety tip. Oh my gosh. And here's a fun fact that safety I know. Safety first, teamwork second. Throw that in there. Very good. Okay. You want to know what um, a protein spill is? A protein spill? Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. That's what cast members call when a guest has a vomiting episode. Oh. Protein spill sounds like something that like people that work out a lot know about. Like that sounds like a term that like someone that's like really fit knows. A protein spill? Yeah. That it re- and it refers to like vomiting also? I don't know what it refers to. Oh, okay. It could be. I mean, or it could just be like, I need mad protein right now. <laughs> like I need 38 thousand grams of protein at this current moment how do you eat that protein spill oh my gosh (laughs) how do you even do that all right sorry (laughs) okay so it's fun fact that they call it a protein spill um be aware crowd levels are going to be high especially on weekends when locals are off from work and there tends to be a lot of um local college students that go on weekends as well um just be mindful of etiquette and that even though it's crowded, it might be hot, you might be drinking a little, you still want to be very courteous to guests and cast members mm-hmm. um, while you are at the festival. And of course, and I'm, I'm saying this specifically to Richie, make sure you bring an external battery for your cell phone so you can put all those pictures on Instagram because that'll drain some battery. Okay. <laughs> nice tip. Nice tips. So I hope that enlightened you for yeah. our trip. I will say the most interesting thing was the whole guy being challenged to like do something bigger and he came up with Epcot Food and Wine. I knew you would like that. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this episode. So uh, I was playing with my little spinner here the whole time. It was pretty fun. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone that's watching and obviously listening we'd appreciate you to subscribe leave us a comment rating follow us on any one of your favorite social media websites we'd love to connect we'd love to hear your feedback um, or if you're just going to say hi come do that as well we love to say hi yeah and as always we thank you guys so much for listening we hope this brought a little bit of magic to your day and we'll see you at food moine festival Goodbye.